Hello, and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not-safe-for-work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week and at the end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about our jobs without having to worry about losing them. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast, hence the Elvis. I'd like to give a big thank you to our sponsors at Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or you know someone in your building who's been forced to do a play, go to Lud Lamb Dramatics. They have some of the best educational theater resources out there. They have posters that explain all kinds of concepts to your students. They have pins. They have good show gifts. They have just great, great resources. Go check out Ludlam Dramatics and do it now! Also, please, please, please support us on our Patreon! We have a Patreon and it is lovely. We have about, I don't know, 70, 85,000 patrons. Not that many. That would I would stop teaching. Anyway, we have a lot of patrons and they support us and they love us and you too can do it by signing up. It's as little as five to ten dollars a month and you get access to over 91 different audio recordings that aren't available on the main feed. There's also a great Facebook group. It's wonderful and I'd like to thank all of our patrons now. So here we go. A big thank you to Shannon E, Helena C, Aaron B, Stephanie S, Maggie M, Texas Teacher Kristen, Miss Sunshine, Hattie F, James and Allie J, Jody D, Samantha D, Lisa C, Rachel, Tarina, Exhausted Band Director, Kimberly K, Kim K, Jessica A, Swivel Lab Owners, Amanda F, Ariana L, Physics Runner, Melissa V, Steph, Science Teach 17, Michael M, William P, Sarah O, Aldrich T, La Scorpionita, Britt M, Iron Swine, Noel R, Teresa H, Biker Teach, Caitlin L, Marsha M, Christina B, Miss Alabama, Kristen B, Jason F, Amber H, Abby B, Ann T, Sarah B, Regina N, Josie S, Sam B, Lucy P, Mary E, Jamie B, Red Violin, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Mary C, RJR, Kristen C, Johanna H, Tony K, Irma A, Nimi, Melissa M, and Sarah N. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. It goes a long way. And really, it just makes me love you anymore. Even more. Not anymore. Anyway, friends, it's an interesting time for us. We're past spring break. We're getting ready for the new year. Elvis is considering dating again? I don't know. Probably not. I really don't have it in me. I'm trying to get my shit in, you know, what is it? Get my house in order before I start, you know... Ah, what the fuck am I telling you guys about this for? It'll come up eventually. Anyway, friends, I love you. Enjoy this episode. And, uh, cheers! Woohoo! Welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host. <laughs> and today I am joined by Miss Rosie Rose. Hello! And also here today, Miss Bo Peep. Hi, everyone. And Lady Shathead. Hi, everybody. And count motherfucking chocolate. Double the chocolate, double the fun. What's up, y'all? I'm glad you're here. And last but not least, Miss Bunny O'Hare. I've gotten really, like, into hearing how Count is going to introduce himself every week. (laughs) (laughs) How's it? How's how you doing, Elvis? How's it going? I'm going. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It is Sunday. We have 35 days of school left for me. And I'm not counting or anything, but there's 35. And I'm kind of ready for summer. Like, I'm not prepared for summer. I haven't done anything like wrap up end of year or get like my summer projects ready, but I'm ready for it. I'm kind of, I'm ready to be done teaching. It's that that period of time after spring break where you're just kind of done. Like, is the school year over yet? What mandatory testing do we have to do? What kind of fun run do we have? What's the next bullshit until time passes? And so I'm ready for that. I'm ready for, you know, Whatever the next thing is. 
from the Teacher Needs a Drink mailbag contact page here, we have Special Ed is the person who has written in to us here. I've been a special educator for 34 years. Ooh, Lottie. That's a long time. I, I, I am once again doing the Katniss Everdeen like salute thing. <laughs> All right. Um, during that time, I've noticed that parents of students with disabilities fall into three distinct categories in denial, Munchausen it, and I don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> Personally, I've seen more parents pushing the ideas of their children needing special attention because their doctor says Johnny has ADHD or autism than ever before. It's the status symbol thing. I feel like parents are showing their need for attention while disregarding our professional judgment when we say otherwise. So I was wondering which you as educators would rather have, parents who don't believe their child has disabilities or the parents who over-exaggerate their child's difficulties or use them as an excuse? Ooh, that's a, that's a tough one. I've, I've had to face the parents who don't believe their child has disabilities, and that's a hard one, especially when their kid is like clearly on the spectrum and has several signs, and the parents don't want to admit it for whatever reason. But, ooh, I don't know. I haven't seen that many parents actually use Johnny has Tourette's or Johnny has ADHD as an excuse, but I'm curious to hear from you guys. Whoever wants to go first, speak up. Um, I guess it would come down to which of these effects would harm the child more. And I could see negative sides of both, but I think ultimately a parent who doesn't acknowledge that their kid has disabilities would um, be in the long run, I think more harmful than the latter. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm leaning. Cause like, okay. I, I mean, I have, one that popped to mind immediately when I was reading that as far as the parents using the child's diagnosis as an excuse for everything and making this child is capable of much more than what the parents are giving them credit for. Because I've seen it in class. Like I've seen that this Mm -hmm. child is actually way more capable than the parents want to believe, I think at this point. So, I mean, like, I'll go along and play along with it and do all the accommodations and all that. It's the ones that, like, a few years ago, ago, I had a kid in fifth grade who couldn't write their own name and somehow had never been tested for special ed. Oh. Like, that kid, that's, I mean, what Ms. Bo Peep was just saying about that's what's going to do the kid more damage in the long run. You know? Mm. Yeah. Count, what's your view on this? Oh, man. Um, I'll tell you which is, I I guess, yeah, which is more heartbreaking. It's the uh, parents who don't believe their child has disabilities. Um, Because then at that point, I feel like as educators, we are not even providing them with some of the resources that we have access to that we definitely feel they need. Um, and then you also have, and in that exact same category, it's like, even if you bring it up to a parent, there's the immediate denial and the immediate refusal of any kind of assessment testing or anything, um, just to kind of see, Hey, maybe there's something we can do to help in this specific area. And that gets immediately shut down. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, that, that part kills me. I I think that would be worse in my opinion. Mm -hmm. 
And speaking as somebody who has dyslexia, for example, too, I remember being a really little kid and just thinking I was stupid. And then when I had this amazing, amazing teacher um, who explained to me what my condition was too and explained that it was normal, that my brain just worked differently. And uh, it, it really helped with my, my mental state and how I viewed myself as well. I'm sure it's a self-confidence boost. I know when we had um, Chris from ChrisHasAutism.com on the on this podcast, he talked about getting his diagnosis, especially as an adult, answered so many questions for him where he just felt like him personally couldn't get these things because he was never diagnosed. His parents refused. And that set him back years relationship-wise and school-wise and socially. Rosie, what are your views on this? So if, if it's a learning disability like, you know, dyslexia, ADHD, autism, I would say it's way more challenging when the parents do not recognize that their child has something. But on the other hand, if it is a physical disability or a medical issue, it is so frustrating when you have those parents who think that their kid who have like a slight disorder or like fragile little China dolls. Lady, what about you? Oh, this is like one of the worst would you rathers ever. Um, (laughs) Because... Uh, going off of what everyone has said, you know, in my personal experience, seeing children who are struggling so badly and the parents are refusing to get them help. I see that a lot at my campus because I'm at a collegiate campus and we actually don't even have a special ed program on my campus, but we have scholars who definitely need accommodations and need support And it kind of falls down on the teacher themselves ethically making sure that those scholars are getting what they need because the parents don't want them to go to a certain school. They want them to come to uh, the collegiate school, get in the collegiate pathway, you know, get them diagnosed with something to where they have to provide certain kinds of paperwork to where we would have to legally provide services, then they could not attend our school. And so the parents are making decisions sometimes that are not necessarily in the best academic interest. It's more of a status. And it's really heartbreaking. But I do believe that my faculty is really good about recognizing where we can individualize our um, curriculums to help scholars. But it is really heartbreaking to see the struggle happening. But I tell myself that a lot of times these students are going to grow up and they will figure it out. They will have conversations with teachers. They will have conversations with their own physicians as they get older and have those you know, questions answered and things enlightened for them. And I think that uh, you know, that's like a light at the end of the tunnel for me. So I think we're all agreed. Diagnose them kids, all of them, everybody. All right, from our submission from Whimsy, at least nine teachers and students have been diagnosed with cancer in the past 10 or so years at my school. Jesus. I know of three people who taught in my room who were diagnosed back to back in the 1990s. Two passed away and the third survived. I have developed nodules. I have developed nodules in my right lung and on my liver in the past year. They weren't there on previous scans. Oh, fuck. And developed pneumonia last spring. 
Still had to do outside car line, even though I requested an inside station just what? for a week. Oof. Run, run. I don't know what the rest of this is going to say, but run, girl. Get <laughs> I read the school. whole thing and it doesn't get better. Oh, oh no. Oh. Everyone who enters says they smell mold, and there are other classrooms that smell moldy. I've heard water dripping in the ceiling when it hasn't rained for days. I find a layer of something every morning when I arrive, and I have dizzy spells and stomach problems at work. We put in a work order for an air quality check. Before they did the check, the district sent out a couple of people to do deep cleaning for a few months. Red flag. Red flag. Mm. At one point, I heard a loud bang in the ceiling and a wasp nest fell out of the AC vent. (laughs) Garbage down. Burn that motherfucker down. The results we received were that the vents were dirty and they cleaned them. In the seven years I've been at this school, I've never been notified of a filter change or anything. I can't even get lights replaced. We asked to see the results and were told to submit a request through the PR department. Uh-uh. The, de- the department charges a lot of fees for these requests. If we submitted the work order, shouldn't we get the results without having to pay and file a request that will likely end with us being blacklisted? I'm contacting the union, but this Good. is unacceptable. Can my union actually help with this? Yeah, I've never maybe. called them before, and I've been a teacher and member since 1993. Oh, gosh. I guess I just want to vent and bring awareness to this. I love my school. My students and parents are my joy. But I don't think I can stay here, even though it kills me to leave. Well, it's going to kill you. To stay. I'm worried yeah. that it will Literally kill the me next to line. stay. <laughs> we have to change this. We can't stand by and allow districts to treat us this way. Okay, before we all start screaming, number one, <gasps> you got to get out of the school. Um, clearly, they, they do not care, and they know they something's They all got to get out of there. Yep, yeah, that, that is not. The kids don't need to be there. The admin. No. Some of these buildings were built in the 1930s and 1920s as part of the WPA project, where they just needed to get people to work. So they started building anything they could: theaters, schools, public offices, and a lot of those schools, especially in major cities or places that don't have a lot of funding, are still in use, even though they are covered with asbestos and mold and who knows how ancient the systems are in there, and. It is. It sounds like it might be killing you. I mean, yeah, uh-huh. the union could the definitely help. The number of people you. who have died is not a coincidence. No, like she said no. specifically in that classroom, three different people have gotten sick, and two of them died. Like that's not a that's not a coincidence. We're like, oh, that could happen. Lots of people have been in this room. No, that's suspect. That's called a cluster, is what it's yeah. called. That's called the district knows what's happening and they're trying to cover it up. Yeah. You know, that's um, a big enough sample size to be like, hey, uh, we do not need <laughs> to have anyone else there. That is absolutely crazy. No, uh, Mr. Miss Whimsy, talk to your union first and make sure you have everything documented when you've put in these work requests or when you've been there or the teachers have got sick and get out, get out, get out. The story isn't so insane. I feel like they could go to a, a local newspaper or a big newspaper or something that's like that, too. And I don't know about like gathering this. sources and everything like that, too. But this that's that's an actual nightmare. Lady, do you have any thoughts on this one? 
Oh, I have so many thoughts. My first thought would be while you're waiting on the union to straighten things out, I I mean, maybe this is really bad advice, but I would want to go to the news immediately because think of all the children that are also in that environment. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, I would you know, want to know that my child is in an environment that could possibly be a health risk. And if, you, if it's coming from a news station or, you know, coming from a school board meeting, then that can start spreading awareness and put the pressure on the district to actually take more action. I literally was thinking anonymous tip. Um, but I also, I would tell Whimsy, like you have, for, for your own health, you, you cannot stay there. Um, and I know Whimsy said they love their school. I think you love the people that you work with and your clientele, but that building, nah, you can't love that building and stay there. Um, your health is already at risk. I feel like you've proven that that's the case. Um, and like I said, there's a <laughs> that's a big enough sample size of people being sick in that room in particular that mm-hmm. something has to, yeah, you, you have, you, you got to get the hell out of there. 100%. I will contact I'm just every saying. parent in the area mm-hmm. and local They've news. They've made like Netflix documentaries with less sources than you exactly. have. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, this could be you. Burn it down. Burn it down. Set the building on fire. This one also comes from our contact page on teacherneedsdrinkpodcast.com. Feel free to come and submit anything you want to share with us because we'd love to hear from you. And this one is from Sassy in Second. She says, hello. First of all, I love the podcast and thoroughly enjoy the irreverent humor all of you inject into situations that could otherwise be completely depressing. Keep up the great work. We love you too. Oh, thank you, Sassy. I'd like to bring up the subject of reading academies. Have you all heard about this? In Texas, elementary teachers, just second and third grade teachers for my district this year, are required to complete a TEA 60-hour course on the science of teaching reading in order to stay employed. The course includes many quizzes, graded discussion questions, and artifacts that all have minimum score requirements. This is not just a bunch of videos. It's a lot of work. My district has, shockingly, chosen not to pay us for most of those 60 hours. That's actually not what I'm upset about. That's actually kind of par for the course, as all of you know. What I find completely unethical is that my district required us to sign an agreement that contained a schedule and statement stating that we would complete the course by a certain date. The schedule includes a timetable for completion of modules as well as when we would receive the paid days and sub-days and and a total of 11 PLC meetings. That's 11 more paid hours in the spring. We all signed the agreement recognizing that the district was at least trying to pay us for some of this work. So, fast forward to the spring testing season, the principals are not happy about us having all that PLC time to do a required course that is part of Texas state law during working hours. They go to the people in charge of the schedule and ask for modifications. And now says that the PLCs are at the principal's discretion and may be done after school, which means unpaid. This is complete bullshit. We signed an agreement in good faith, and now my district has reneged on the agreement. I don't think that type of unethical behavior would be tolerated in any other business. You can't just change a contract to say what you want after the other parties have signed it. I don't know why I'm so disappointed by this. It's just 11 hours out of countless others, but it's completely in line with previous attitudes in most districts and should not come as a surprise. But this one just seems way over the line. Personally, I think by changing the schedule, the district voided all of our signatures, but I doubt anyone other than teachers would agree with that. 
Sorry for the long rant. There's a lot of teachers in this crappy reading academy boat. It's just going to put me over the edge. You guys are awesome. Take care. Sassy in second. I think any lawyer that you contact could tell you if you change the terms of the contract, it then becomes null and void. Like, get a fucking lawyer. Yeah, they can. Yeah, you can't change what someone, what it says after it's been signed. Like, if That's you're in a union, you have a union lawyer. Contact that person and see what they say. Because you can't be like, okay, well, you're going to sign this, but then, oops, we changed it, but it's still valid. No, that's not how contracts work. No, school districts like to push teachers around. And this isn't just in Texas. I know in Texas, it's signed by a TA. We were talking to some of our Carolina teachers. I think it might have been Mama Chicken and Care Bear, and they said they were going through this as well with some of the required reading projects that they have to be trained in. So it's not just Texas. This is a nationwide thing. You mentioned um, 11 hours out of like cons- a bunch of others. Um, I think I understand the frustration, though, just because this is so visible. You know, it's going against the contract, too. It's so very clear versus the, um, oh, if I uh, didn't take a bathroom break during my conference, maybe I could have gotten my next uh, lesson plan and grading completed in that five yeah. minutes. You know, there is a lot of extra work that just by the nature of the job has to go into it. But um, this is a new requirement and it's all so visible. So it's so understandable to be annoyed and they should be. I feel like that contract that they signed really has no ground to stand on anymore. Kind of like what Rosie said, you change the terms of a contract, that contract is no longer applicable. But here's the thing, and we know this as educators, things change all the time and we're expected to just kind of go with it. And the number of hours that you're putting into it isn't changing. I think it's crap that you're not getting paid for it in the first place. It's especially poorly timed right now, just with everything teachers have been through in the last couple of years. To add this on top of it, and I was reading an article about this whole thing just the other day, this whole reading academies thing, and my fear is that it will be the straw that breaks a lot of camel's backs. Like, teachers have been putting up with a lot of shit for, and like, more shit than usual for a couple of years now because of all this pandemic stuff. And now this whole, like, at least 60 hours of your own time and do it or you're going to get fired. I, I can see a lot of teachers going, Nope, fire me. Yeah. What are you going to do? Find someone to take this job? Like we already have a shortage of teachers. We already have a shortage of subs. Like this is not the time for TEA to be making enemies. Lady Shathia, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I just advise people to, if you're not in a union, please get in one. And then most unions have sessions that you can attend, most of them virtually, where you can learn your rights. And, you know, they have forums where you can bring uh, problems to discuss and you can get counsel from a lawyer. And I think that is so important to, you know, not take that for granted because it's there for us. With teachers leaving it's happening. It happened at my school last year in a very similar situation. Our administrators wanted every teacher on our campus to become ASL certified by the end of the year. And if we did not do that, like we had to pay to take the test, take a day, go take this test. If you failed it, you had to take it again, paying for it. They're not going to reimburse Jeez. you. Um, 
And if you were not going to get certified by the end of the year, they would not, you know, renew your contract. And they actually started coming to teachers' rooms, like HR was coming to teachers' rooms with a resignation letter saying, we need you to sign this in advance, saying that if you don't get this certification in by this time, this is your resignation letter. Damn. You know what? People were like, okay, they signed it. And then they actually just left. They just left. because they should. You're going to hand me a resignation Mm. letter? I'll sign that. Yeah. Because obviously you're not too worried about retention. And I mean, they came to me. I didn't sign it at all. I just said no. I just Mm -hmm. flat out said no. And if you're going to not renew my contract by the end of the year, that is on you. Guys, guess what? 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 Up? We have a Patreon. Ooh. Oh, oh my God. Cool. That's right. We have a Patreon. For as little as five to ten dollars a month, you can join and help support teacher needs during podcasts. Let us know how much you care. And you get access to a huge backlog of Patreon-only content. I actually went through and count because I was thinking like there was 40. There's actually 92 different like audio recordings that are only on the Patreon in there. And that's a whole lot more than I thought we'd put in. And it's amazing. We also have a great Facebook group. We do live recording sessions. We do watch parties. You should sign up. It's awesome. You can meet lots of fate, lots of face minded. I can't talk. Lots of like minded other teachers. So sign up and do it now. Join us. Woo! Woo! Do it or I'll kill you. Yay! Come to the dark. Do it or I'll kill you. <laughs> do it or I'll kill you. Would you rather? Receive a notification every time any of your exes have sex or poop next to every dog you see pooping. Proceed to yell at the dog owner for not picking it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me go first. So once again, would you rather receive a notification every time any of your exes has sex or poop next to every dog you see pooping? Proceed to yell at the dog owner for not picking it up. Well, I gotta say, that just, I mean, it seems like a trip to crazy town, but I kind of like the idea of yelling at someone to pick up my poop. And (laughs) I mean, I don't need to know. I mean, I get annoyed with the ding, 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 because I got a few exes and I I tend to know their sexual habits. So there'd probably be a lot of dings coming through there. (laughs) Um, A lot of notifications. And so many dings. Yeah. I would rather just poop next to every dog other than just have my phone constantly going, yeah, so-and-so had sex. Now, this person had sex, especially if I'm having a really down night. I'm like, man, I've made bad decisions in my life. I'm just going to sit here. It's like, hey, everyone, you knew something? They're, they're having orgies right now. They're Ding. all off right now. And you're just sitting Can I mute that. these notifications? Like on my phone nope. where you can turn no, off notifications? No, that's the bunny loophole. That's the bunny loophole. I'm like, I'm no, muting no, those. no. Uh, some of these loopholes have gotten out of control. Well, great. Then I'm shit next to every dog I see, and I'm cussing at owners to pick up my shit. Because I'm Welcome not getting team. thousands of dings an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, that is a good benefit, too, is there are not enough dog owners picking up their poop, even when there's, like, uh, exactly. trash bags available. So, you know, you're you're doing the world a service. <laughs> and I mean, I'd kind of like to be the crazy lady who shits at dog parks. Like the one, you know, they capture you on YouTube. Like, look at this crazy bitch. She's shitting at the dog park. You go viral. Like that would be right. Fun, right? That would be yeah. fun. 
So I, I have a question too. So I, um, I live in an apartment where I have a view of a park where I can see dogs <laughs> oh, pooping no. all the time. So every time I see this, would I have to run out to the park? Yes. And, yes. Okay. Okay. Well then I'm choosing the X's. I'm a nosy person anyway. So I just be like, Hey, good for you. You know, I, no. I, at this Is it point, like an Instagram don't... notification where you can like their notification. Like, yeah. It's a lot of chocolate being exposed. I don't know. I'm assuming there's a little bit of magic involved and your body's and I'm like, fine. The okay, fiber so anyway. there's magic involved to make me shit constantly, but I can't mute the fucking notifications. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. Bunny, what about you? Um, I'm going to go ahead and go with the notifications for, for many reasons, but like, <laughs> I have, I have some exes with whom I am still on good terms and I still care for them like as a human entity, like, and in that case it would be like, oh, oh well, good for them. And then I have some exes that I think I would just laugh every time it came up. I'd be like, somebody's left with that guy. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, for some, I wouldn't get a notification for a while. So I'd text them and be like, hey, uh, you doing okay there? I see you. (laughs) (laughs) You're having a bit of a dry spell. (laughs) Oh, that is the best. But do they know we're getting these notifications? That's another question. Hmm. Oh, yeah, they probably wouldn't know. Lady, what about you? Oh, I'm totally going with the notifications. See, I I love to encourage people and support people in their lives. And so I'm really (laughs) great about like sending responses of like, yay, go you. That's wonderful. Um, Plus, plus, I'm going to get sappy here. I found the love of my life very early on. So I wouldn't be Mm. getting that many notifications. And for those notifications that I did get, I would be very happy. Oh, yeah, I've got that's like, really sweet. Like a, an angel. Sweet. Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I got like a trail going behind me, and I, I don't need all those dings <laughs> now. Now, I mean, power to them, good for them, live their best life, but yeah, no, uh, I don't want that. I'll, I'll go shit with the dogs, and you know what? <laughs> I mean, I'll take the loophole not being if you don't need to shit, just be like, I don't go to the dog park, I'll be walking, like, if I see a dog on the sidewalk. I'll crap with it, but I'm not going to go to a place where there's like 40 dogs. No, I'll know my parameters. All right, friends. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink podcast. I'd like to thank all of my hosts who joined me today. Most of all, big thank you to Ms. Rosie Rose. Always here to service. And Ms. Bo Peep, I'm glad you're able to make it out tonight. Pleasure. And of course, Ms. Lady Shathead. Hey, so glad to be here. And count motherfucking chocolate. The chocolate one loves you all. Y'all have a good one. (laughs) And last but not least, the wonderful Bunny O'Hare. It was a pleasure as always. All right, my friends, take care of yourselves. If you need to get some mental health treatment, go look into your insurance plan. It is required by the... Because of the ACA, almost all insurance plans are required to have some kind of mental health like allotment in there. So go check what you can do to take care of yourselves. All right, my friends, deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers! Woohoo! Yay! Cheers! Cheers! Cheers. Cheers. Congratulations, lady. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
All right, my friends, thanks for joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast comes out every Wednesday, and if there is something you'd like to share with us here at the podcast, go ahead and hit us up through the contact page of our website, teacherneedsadrinkpodcast.com. I'd like to give a very special thanks to our host today, Ms. Rosie Rosé, Lady Shathead, Ms. Bo Peep, Count Chocolate, and oh my gosh, did I forget someone? Bunny O'Hare! I can't forget the bunny. I've known her since I was like 20 years old. Anyway, my friends, the Teacher Needs Drink podcast is proudly sponsored by Ludlam Dramatics. If you're a theater teacher or no one in your building, go to ludlamdramatics.com and get started and get all the great stuff. Last but not least, thank you to all the patrons out there for supporting and loving us. I love you all so much, so much, with big hugs, big hugs and dirty thoughts. Anyway, uh, that's really all I got. If you want to sign up for our Patreon, you get access to some of those 91 audio recordings that are in there. There's some really, really good stuff. All right, my friends, I love you. Take care of yourselves. Cheers. Woohoo!